welcome back everybody to LARPs and Tarps and to the final installment of our Barbarian series. This week we're talking about everyone's favorite uh, favorite barbarian, or at least the most common barbarian I've been, uh, the Yotun. It's the only barbarian you've been. The, yeah, this is very true. Uh, I, I'm joined uh, with my co-host Tom. Hi there. And then we have two very special guests in our multi-million pound studio, uh, uh, Tavon Terrell. Say hi guys. Hello, Hello. how are you doing? Good, good. Are you enjoying the chairs? It's uh, it's 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 a nice atmosphere. We'll get some drinks around. Oh yeah, I forget well. you, forget you don't do video. We can we can tell. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. Oh. I mean, like I did. I, I asked for sparkling water earlier, and they gave me still. Oh, oh no! Shit! Right, okay. We'll Alex, get, what we'll are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get right on that. We'll get right on that. Would you like caviar? Well, yeah, I'm for like you know the whiskey and the and the cigars, you know, because that's what they got on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, no, of course, this is it's really funny. Dave said exactly the same thing from the Lap yeah. Noobs, so we do. It's something we definitely need to implement. We're working with divas here, Morgan. We uh, need to up our game. I was going to say we need to. What's it? What's it called when they like you have weird requests when you're a celebrity? Oh, it, being well, a prick. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's one. I, I guess like, being like. It's like Prima there's Donna like thing. something. Yeah, that's the something one. like this. when you ask for like there's like you always have to make one weird request. Like I want a bowl of M and M's, but no yellow ones. You know what I'm saying? No, this is yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Like there, there's a word for it. There's like there, there's just a feeling word cooled for out. It, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we do we do that all the time. We. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird uh, request. <laughs> I thought that was isn't that just what everyone wants? I thought the yellow ones were there to be thrown away. It's um, the yellow ones. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so um, as we've kind of covered with all the other ones, we wanted to talk a bit more about uh, the orcs as a whole because I feel like at least, uh, definitely your first event, and I feel for to be fair, a lot of people is the only interaction people really have with the barbarians is oh it's Saturday slash Sunday time to go hit some people in a latex mask, um, but it's good to kind of get give a bit more depth to who they are um, and kind of what they're about um, and why they hate us. Well, they hate us because we're objectively bad people. Well, yeah, I know. I know the reason for. I know the reason for the Jotun is because. Oh, the go Jotun on. Are, they're the good guys. I mean, they're, no, they. They are. They. They are. They're just. They're just a better nation. All, all in all, I think. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, a hundred percent above. But they are. I think. Who was it? We were. It's. I think it's the guy that leads the leads the battles on for the orcs. What's he called? Was it Andy Connell? Andy Connell. Yeah. And he was saying, well, I remember we were doing a brief and he was like, welcome to the Oten, the only good people in this setting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's true. Like if, well, on, like if I were to play, honestly, if I were to play like a TTRPG set in Empire, I think I'd prefer to play as a Jotun because I could feel like I was actually a good, <laughs> a good, good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's complicated though, right? So I guess the, the big thing with the Jotun is that they are like the, the thing you're kind of briefed on is they're honorable, right? So you've got like the skeevy druge, you've got the drug cartel Grendel, you've got the magical fuel, the, your magical hierarchical slavers of the Thul, and then you've got the Jotun who are like, yeah, on, honor seems to be their big thing, right? Well, yeah, they they have yeah they have a, an, an honor society, but it's that's the thing they're not it's because it's kind of looked through the lens of the Empire, I guess, and we call them barbarians. But yeah. They're not slavers. They're pretty. They're pretty well organized. <laughs> you know? they're, they're diet slavers. Um, slavers light. They're like they have like oh yeah you're you're a prisoner and you will fight for us or you will be a prisoner for the rest of your life. Yeah, I guess, or, I mean, or you can die. 
Yeah, really. you, yeah, you, you do have the choice, though. You can either go, right, either live under our rule or, you know, die. But it doesn't seem so bad, you know? Yeah, it definitely would thrall, you know? Yeah. Like, if it gave me the option, I'll do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm down. I don't know. Like, um, I, I don't know if my character would ever... I, don't, I can't see Godric being like, oh no, I think I think he would probably choose death. Then yeah, oh yeah. I think because there's no real scope. I don't think like PD don't really give you a scope when if you've been like left behind, and then go, oh, can I like somehow like be a, be a, a, a thrall and then escape and then make my way back to the empire? Yeah, I guess there's no real scope for that. So. Maybe no one's ever tried it. Maybe you should be the first one to try it, Oliver. You Definitely. be the little um, oh. Dornish to run. Yeah, Godric gets 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 captured by the Jotun and, and swears his loyalty, but it's all a ruse. He's going to dismantle the Jotun <laughs> inside. <laughs> it's Brilliant. I like, to be fair, I like the idea. Imagine like the situation, right? So like the thing is with empires, you get teleported to where you go. You end up fucking west of the Mornwald, right? Mm. And then the Tendor Gate closes and then you're like, cool. <laughs> now I've got to get home uh, somehow. Uh, but no, I actually think that would be really interesting. Like, hey, I did just get left behind. But if I, if can we do a cheeky little outlook? I won't, obviously, for the rest of this event, I can't be here because I, I am thousands of miles yeah. away. So I think mechanically in a lot of circumstances, obviously, if you're, if you're shut off from the Sentinel Gate, they go, oh yeah, well, you, people don't really know. But mechanically, they're like, your character's dead. You know, they don't yeah. really yeah. tend to give you a chance to be like, well... You know, I'm, I'm here. We, we spoke to someone, I can't remember who it was, about taking money through the Sentinel Gate. And people go, oh, yeah, people, because I think, oh, it was um, Liam. He was going, oh, yeah, I want to yeah, sell potions. But I, I was like, well, you should do it at the Sentinel Gate. And he's like, well, a lot of people don't bring money to the Sentinel Gate. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that mechanically, because if you get left out there, then all your money is gone. But really, in a in a an actual role play sense, why wouldn't you take money with you if you're going to get tri like teleported across the empire and you mm. might get left behind? You'd want some cash on you to try and get back, sure. You, you make a good point. It's mechanics versus the reality of the situation yeah. in the game. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to take all my money. <laughs> <laughs> you're normal anyway. Now you could just have somebody else bring your money or bring money for you. You know, just in case something happens and you need something because yeah it's that sort of like meta thing of like well i'm not gonna take money because if my character dies and gets looted i'm screwed but you know i have i have definitely i've definitely been tempted the one time i have bought a potion at sentinel gate was off our like friend uh kerry and she uh, was like pay me when you get back but I feel like a, a fair enough deal to make at the Sentinel Gate with someone is like, I'll give you my name and I'll pay you double if you give me it now. Because um, it's like, because I'm not, like you say, I'm not bringing cash with me to the battlefield. I suppose from the argument of, I don't want it to go to the barbarians and I'd rather my family have it. But now I'm going to be thinking maybe I should, maybe maybe you're going to be the reason why I've lost all my money on the battlefield now. You don't have any money. You have 12 <laughs> thrones in debt. I am 10 thrones in debt. It's not a big deal. How are you 10 thrones in debt? <sighs> um gambling mostly um so uh, at the well, at the little mother's ball um height of culture height of culture i went to the league very skeevy um i ended up 10 thrones in debt um and we were playing it playing a dice game um called sword and shield um i won't explain the mechanics but basically the way it works is there's one winner uh -huh. uh, and we were playing a game with three players and the house also gets a cut basically um 
and we were paying in we were paying money you know we we're paying rings well we start with, we started off with crowns then we people were like can we move to rings so we moved to rings and then someone who was i think been to like one or two events was like i've run out of rings but and then they pull a ring off their finger and i was like okay. i'm in i'm in i pulled my ring off my finger i was like so these rings now represent a favor it Slandered. wasn't our friendship ring uh, no, it wasn't our friendship ring. No, yeah. of course not. I would never. I was going to say, this is <laughs> a, a league event. <laughs> yeah, it was my formerly magical flower ring, which is now on the hands of some skeevy leaguer. Uh, we threw our rings in the middle and we're playing playing this game. Uh, and uh, essentially, I have to make a choice. And uh, the house, the, the leaguer who now has my ring, made a recommendation for me. It was a stupid recommendation and I lost because of it. Um, and I said as such at the end, he goes, right, well, I get to pick one of these favors and I'm taking yours. Uh, I was like, oh, Christ. So now I owe this guy a favor. And then he goes, I'll give you the opportunity to buy it back. Now, you guys know this. I'm playing a changeling. So well, naturally, I say, oh, I couldn't afford it. I'm worth too much. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, well, how much do you think you're worth? I said, I couldn't possibly say. And he was like, go on, how much? And I just I went, 10 thrones. He went, cool. You owe me 10 thrones or you owe me a favor by the end of the year. So... I am 10 thrones in debt, kind of. Oreo, this guy a favor. Not quite sure which is worse. Um, I feel like the favor might be worse. Mm, if it's a Liga, I, I don't know. I think I think the debt is probably worse. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but just, no, all that he happens... He not great with a Liga, to all, be fair. All that happens if I default on the debt is that I owe him a favor. So the kind of it's like a kind of like I'm 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 in no worse situation being able to oh, give right, him okay. ten throws. Well, maybe you are. Maybe he's got a favor in mind, and he was going to use that. But if you then you owe him a debt, and being in the league, you know that's pretty important. If you mm-hmm. then fail that, he's maybe going to change to what his favor was even going to originally be to something a oh. bit more extreme. Yes, his favor might be make me 20 thrones. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hope that's what it is. Do you, don't give him ideas. You're gonna be do, you, do you ever find yourself behind the controls of your character, looking at them, and it, and, it, and you're like, I know which... It's almost like you're playing a video game, and you see the dialogue options come up, and you're like, none of these make sense. None of these are intelligent choices. And I'm looking at them as Morgan sitting behind Tristan's controls, going, "Well, this is uh, this is where we find ourselves, I suppose." So this no, is going back to an auto save. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I play my life. <laughs> 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 Never mind, love. Uh, you're going to make sense. <laughs> you're going to c- become a huge bite mule. Uh, yo, Christ. Great. At least I'll have some bite. Anyway, I'm going to bring it back to Yoten. Oh, I'm yeah. Be that no, guy. Yeah, cry. Yoten. So, one, one thing or I do. Or Jotun or Yotun. Yotun. Yeah, yeah, I say Yotun. Yeah, I say Yotun. Yotun feels better because they don't say Yotun. Yo, they say Yotun. Yo, you know, I. Yeah. One thing I found very interested about the thrall system, though, is you can leave being a thrall whenever you want, providing you fight for the Yotun. So if you become one of their army or met uh, one yeah. of their fighters, you're not a thrall anymore. Yeah. So your choice is death or death, be a prisoner or fight for them, basically. Um, and I, 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 because they're born to war, right? That's their whole thing. They're a super yeah. militaristic society. I think that's why they're a problem for us because they're all yeah. about expansion. But, um, yeah, they're about expansion, but they're not really. They don't, they're not materialistic either. Like they're not. They're not like. Uh, like lavish, like the um, Grendel. Grendel, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's uh, so a lot of them are literally just you know given a given a sword. They're they're, they're pretty much they they are. I think they're supposed to be the 
kind of barbarian versions of the like the winter markers, like the the stein there and things, right? Because they're all about um, yeah, they're all about like honor and honoring your ancestors and and having an honorable death is how you get like it's over the it's howling like abyss. It's like it's like Valhalla, right? It, they're, they're more Vikings than even the the winter markers are, which totally yeah, Vikings, you know? yeah, exactly. Oh, definitely not. Um, no, because they they because that's the whole. I think that's what's interesting is that we have. I think the way religion works in the setting is really interesting because it's not like people disagree on what happens after you die. Mostly, it's like yeah, humans go to the labyrinth, orcs go to the howling abyss. Um, it's more kind of a nuance on that, and then for the orcs, it tends to be like, well, what makes it easier to get over the howling abyss? Imperial orcs would say it's being virtuous, but the Oten are like you say, dying in a not glorious, honorable. Great combat, I suppose. Well, I think it is. It is. It is glorious. I think. I think they avoid it so that it doesn't clash with the Dornish brief a bit. But it is that they're, they're way more like the because they, they've taken the uh, like the chivalry and the honor code out of Dawn to make yep. it different from uh, like medieval European knights and maybe like Arthurian fantasy. But it, you can actually find that like in the Jotun, you know, and they have, yeah, they have this honor code and they're, yeah, they're all about respect and things like this. So that's, that's, that's why I'm like, oh, they're the actual good guys. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what, yeah. I, what I really liked about one of the briefs that we got was when um, they, because obviously before we go into to Monster, we get these, these briefs and they, they came in saying, you know, do not insult our enemy do not belittle their their fighting ability because if you are seeing them as weak then they are not worthy of a fight with you and therefore you're dishonoring yourself they have to be yeah. worthy to fight you and i was like that's really cool actually and i liked embodying that yeah i think that is really interesting i think it's i, I again I, I think that's why um i like that they have the brief and it's like they give you as much information as possible because it's good to give a bit of life to what you're doing because at the end of the day when we're fighting the orcs we want them to be who we're fighting we don't just want them to be you know our friends in a mask we want them to be yeah um, I, I think that's obviously i understand why they call them barbarians because it's like i said it's 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 seen through the lens of yeah. the empire and be like oh yeah that that you know that they 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 practice barbarism and they need to be destroyed but that can give you a little bit maybe a little bit of a false impression when you first ever show up to empire and like oh yeah we get yeah. to monster play barbarians and then everyone runs on the field and they just act barbarous they're just like ah! and, and yeah. screaming and being suicidal and it's like no you, you, like it, it, it's way better if you see it from the brief and i understand that they've got thousands of people to to bring in onto that field some people never having monster before at all and being like oh yeah come in what what you know oh you're a skirmisher go that way and they give you a short brief you know so you're not going to get a full-on right this yeah. is an education about the yotun but i always say to people now having done it like having done the monstering like four times it's way more fun if you have that brief in mind instead of just being like, I'm just yeah. going to be suicidal and try yeah. and kill my friends, you know, type thing. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't seen too many football hooligan Warhammer orcs or really <laughs> dodgy Lord of the Rings orc Jotun. Fuel, uh, no, Druze, that seems fine, but Jotun, they're not going to poke maggot holes in you. I think with, I think with the, the again, what's, um, like you say, fun about, the, again it's just having that like you say that system just kind of brings a lot more life to it and then I, 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 you say you will enjoy it more as a monster 
Um, I almost do enjoy though the fact that people come to. I think from a, like a from a, a non monstering side of things, I almost enjoy that people come to Anvil seeing the barbarians and then being oh okay so you almost come with almost like that someone who's never been in the political scene someone who's not done much is like fresh to anvil of having that very simple mentality of like barbarians imperials yeah. foreigners they're the three categories and then you would think oh they're the bad guys but then the more you're an empire and the anvil you're like oh there's a bit of nuance to this they're not quite everything that i thought they were but like oh yeah, and and uh, I mean that that's because the the game is is just highly political. You know, it's not it's not like like Lord of the Rings where it is just like there is there is evil and there is good and evil is trying to take over and everyone's on the scale of like slipping from good to evil and it's just it's just that's black and white. But when you're playing a political game and or when you know when you see like a political driven story like Game of Thrones, it 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 can't be this person's bad, this person's good. It has to just, just, just through the mechanics of just it being a political story, you're going to have to be like, oh, is this the right thing? Because like you said, you said you mentioned foreigners there. The, the reason the, the, the foreigners aren't barbarians is because we're not at war with them. We haven't started calling them barbarians. That's, that's, yeah, exa- that's exactly. Because well, now now the Asavaeans are barbarians. The Thule are technically foreigners, right? So mm. it's kind of, again, it's that fun thing where it's like they're not technically um, I think it's a really funny way of, if you think of it in like a real, like if you think about it for a second, like having a political system where you're like, it's like goes, I can't even think. Like if we looked back at World War Two and we had like, oh, well, we had the barbarians and then we had the foreigners. It's kind of like if you yeah. break it in the real world thing, it sounds a bit funny. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I will say that, oh yeah, you know, that it's, it's it's only because we're looking at that they are barbarians, but I mean, they, they are, like the Jotun are a little bit, they are barbarous, right? They are a little bit, bar- a little bit barbarous. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's just a little <laughs> bit barbarous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do love the Jotun aesthetic, the heavy armor, the big uh, helmets of spears. You can really feel like you're a heavy unified marching block when you're going out with them. Yeah. As I say, I can't compare it to anything because out of all four empires I've been to, I've only ever been able to monster the Jotun. Yeah, well, same with, well, I'm saying that we haven't really, I've always been like Yugara. Yugara. Right, so we should be... probably take probably take a moment to explain that, I guess, because yeah. that's something good for people to know if you've not been to Empire. That when you so when people are fighting using Yotun, and this is kind of a symptom of COVID, right? So the idea they used to um, kind of sanitize the orc masks and everyone would be an orc and eat the day, but now because there's not enough to go around everyone, they kind of break it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have you have when you're fighting as Yotun, there are you can either be Yotun, so you can be an orc. Or you can be Yagara, who are basically, as far as I understand it, marching marchers. Like they're kind of like a subsect of the marchers who have joined with the Jotun, right? March extreme. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's actually a couple of different types. There's there's the win, the winter folk, sort of kind of old winter marker people, um, Yagara as well. So that they, <coughs> excuse me. So they 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 have like the, the wintry ones, and then they have the 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 marchery ones basically basically yeah but i think that, that it's not just a case of oh yeah it's um this is how it explained to me anyway it's not it's not that they're just old marchers that like the jotun they've been they've been separated from marcher culture for quite a while and yeah you're not when you're playing yagara you're not uh yeah you're, you're yeah you're under the rule of the of the jotun but it's a bit like being a citizen of the empire under the rule of you know the empire and the way so 
you love you love being part of that you you think the the Jotun way of life is is awesome that's the uh, thing yeah like you're seeing the imperials as the the bad guys you're seeing them yeah. as the ones that are in the wrong what they're doing is um not right to you as a yugara following the Jotun rule and, and leadership and i think that's um that's quite quite cool like when again same same as the rest of you i mean i've only actually played on that sort of side of it when we've, when we've been monstering and only played as a yugara so i always like to sort of create this sort of character in mind of why am i there why do i care so much about this and why is my character not just running in and you know for no apparent reason Jumping and then the dying spears. yeah Leroy James. so you actually before we start recording you were talking about one of your uh your your yagara characters and i'd love to hear more about them <laughs> yeah um i created a yagara character called rosie and rosie was taken in by the yotun at a very young age she doesn't know anything other than the yotun and she grew up there around them they're her friends they're her family and they're who she cares deeply about but she has heard horrible stories about the um the imperials and you know their way of life and she thinks it's crazy the way they live and it's barbaric so she is very passionate about the Jotun and you know will do what she can but she will always offer every imperial the chance to come with her she never goes in and just aimlessly kills and she will offer imperials you know the chance you know come with come with me the way of the Jotun is better and I can help you and she does that to every imperial that she fights I really like that I think that's really cool it's not like you when you were a Yugara and just beat the shit out of a poor innocent Wintermarker. Oh, oh. I mean, they were boring. asking for it that time. This, yeah, it's oh. too easy, to be honest. This, <laughs> well, this was... So we were Yugara. This was before I got my Orc mask, so I was Yugara. This was E2. And we had been... We Our unit was to kind of run around and hassle people to make them move, to kind of move them to the right place and position them. So we weren't really meant to hurt anyone. We were just supposed to spook them. And we were we all huddled up, we're having a breather, having some water, having a chat about what we we're going to do next. And then someone runs up to us, a winter marker, going, "Help! Help! Imperials are falling on the front. We need your help." And we turned and we just all looked to them and went, "Are you imperial?" And they went, "Yeah." Uh -oh. And we went, "We're not." And then just what, like a swarm, just like, and then we just looked at, it. and then you kind of, it's really funny. Like it feels like the wrong word, but the bloodlust you get sometimes as a monster, like, yeah, kill and then after some like, oh Jesus, that was someone's character. But like you, they were literally behind enemy lines and ran up to a bunch of clearly humans. Um, and they were just obviously panicked. And then that was just the end of their character. I like <laughs> how you're referring to the Yagara as monsters. Well, we were monstering, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, th that's the um, that's the thing because we haven't it's just because like we're in Dawn and we've just always been fighting the the Jotun and just the way it's worked out on the up, oh, sorry, fighting the Druge and the way it's just yep. worked out on the days. We've always been Yugara not having to wear masks and mm. we've always been fighting people wearing masks so there hasn't been that confusion um yeah maybe having the, but even honestly even the imperial orcs even though they they do get a bit of uh 
I know some of them do get a lot of friendly fire, but when we were fighting alongside them, their, their kit is you so can, distinctive. It's yeah, quite, you can tell. Like, yeah, they've put a lot more. You, you get some, like, members of the EMU put a lot of effort. So I was oh, talking yeah. to, we, we were talking to a guy after Little Mothers who made, like, war, over, I think it was the pandemic, made, like, a bunch of war skirts for the whole EMU. Uh, so you get some like really cool kit um but like you say usually the most blinged out ones you're like they're imperial yeah well i mean like the main thing that really stands out with your imperial orcs and this is what kelly was speaking to us about is the fact that the imperial orcs are the ones that will wear um coverings and wraps over their wrists um is it over their their necks as well yes yeah because it's the hardest to hide the the, the shack where they had the shackles because yeah, this is where um oh. even though some of them now they were never um, enslaved it's to show that respect to their ancestry that they um have the where these wraps these binds to symbolize where they would have had these shackles and you'll oh, never okay. see a somebody who's not an imperial orc wearing that so that's usually that real telltale sign if you're fighting alongside yeah. the imperial orcs and you are confused if they've got wraps over their wrists or their, their necks they're most likely imperial orcs i think that that's actually a really cool way because the other thing obviously is that the jotun have a distinct look as well so you kind of things to look out for so the jotun wear a lot of red like furs war skirts but that's also actually really useful to know when i'm looking usually i just go for who's got the most bling yeah but i feel like that's a really useful um, yeah because there was and, and the, the imperial orcs will like if you accidentally hit them they will have a go at you and being like can you not see my wraps <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> and they will give you a history lesson right there on the battlefield. So. It's like, and you will oh listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you guys have only played as Yagara. Have you never been tempted to take up the EMU mantle at all? You know, right. So you know what? I I like obviously we we it's it's a, it's a quite a pricey hobby getting into this, right? And I was like, yeah. what? No, the lap's so cheap. What uh, are you talking about, Oliver? <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you sleeping on your piles of money. <laughs> at some point, I would like to get a mask and, and do the monstering, I thought, at E1. At E1, I was wearing like my, my heavy chainmail. I'm not used to wearing chainmail. Yeah. I went, all right, we're going out to monster. Oh, I guess I'll just put all my armor on. So, so I just put my chainmail on. And we were skirmishing in the woods and there was nothing <laughs> happening. So it was li it was kind of hot. And he, it, this was like E1 e as well. Yeah. And it was actually warm. Like it was actually yeah. warm under those trees on, on whatever day it was. I'm pretty sure it was the Sunday we were monstering. Um, yeah, it was. We were basically just like harassing these Imperials at that choke point um, at the breach, but nothing really was happening. And we just kept walking backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Um, and I was just suffering in my armor. And so the next yeah. the next time we went, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in like my shirt and trousers. And it was like a fun little holiday. And I was yeah, like, yeah, this I get that. great. Because I'm wearing my armor like as my character and that's hard going. You know, I'm not going to, if I can have three hours of just like, oh, I, it doesn't matter if I'm not heavily armored and it's, it's fine. I'm just going to go out there. Yeah. Robin's had one, one or two characters, one called Rosie. I've had about 12. You got a character. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because my, my, yeah, my sole purpose after E1, after my sole purpose then was just to, just to die for the Imperials and have, make them have a good time. That is yeah. my sole purpose when I'm monster now. So I like that. I think what yeah. I like about the EMU, though, uh, so far, it's spiced up the Jotun game a bit for me. I'm not just a random move charging in. We've got kind of objectives, and you have, like, a solid squad. You've got the same people turning up each time. 
and you get early access to masks and they give you a poly breastplate plate so you do have the extra hit points you get poly breastplates if you do yagara as well if there's some like oh do you yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fair enough i've never been yagara i've always suffered the orc mask yeah no i we we did so yeah e4 was my first emu because i bought an orc mask that weekend mm-hmm. um and i think again I, I i feel the kind of oh christ i want to wear this again but what i end up doing is because again i like I, I wear i think I wore instead of wearing like my gammas and stuff, I have like a just a padded collar, so it's like it's just for one little fire. Put a padded collar and chainmail and a belt, and then I'll just have that because it's not got all the. I've not then got my thick gammas and then a surco and then all my Dornish crap on top. It's just like chainmail and then I'll cope. Yeah, um, um, but I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it might it might change this year because I have a second gammas in now, like my old <laughs> gammas uh, from last year, I could probably wear that because that's the thing with the you know you've worn a gambeson before. It, it becomes like a little microclimate in there, and the yeah. worst thing ever is like taking it off, and then going oh I've got to put it back on. I've got to put this damp gambeson back on to monster, yeah. and then you've monstered, and yeah you've yeah. got this damp gambeson. You're like oh I'm gonna have to put it back on as my character now for the rest of the yeah. day. Uh, so I think eventually I might try it. Also, join us. Um, fitness, yeah, mute, I'm, not, mute. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger either. So like fitness wise, like I think, yeah, do, doing doing a heavy monster battle where I'm running around and doing another one as my character, running around. You know, because yeah, I, I think no, that's, that's the main reason why is because because my my character is like heavily armored and does a lot of running around and is very energetic yeah. on the battlefield. So it's probably. So I, I I don't know I just like the monster battles to have them like a little. Oh, little I think break. that's absolutely valid. Um, I think it's really interesting as well talk about. I think so, so doing role play as a monster is something I want to do a little bit more because I think it's about you guys. But my Facebook after an event is often full of like the people who didn't like Empire fix and stuff like fiction they've written like in between events. And I think one that, one that um I don't know if, I know they listened so but they were there was one they put up was like uh from the perspective of their Jotun, which yeah. was one of the one of the ones that was maybe the most like it was like really quite emotional and it was talking about a the per, this person was playing a Jotun and they went up to like an Imperial that was bleeding out and the whole thing was like they went up to them and it was like the the war front that kind of moved and there was just this one person bleeding out and they say to them, does your way give you hope, Imperial? And the appeal just kind of looks up and starts crying and says, I wish I'd done more with my life. And then there's just, and again, that kind of like beautiful RP on the field between like a, yeah. And, I, and the person, I think the person who did the fit, cause I put the bot was like, thanks to this Imperial that gave me like a, a big emotional hit, like in the middle yeah. of monstering. I was like, that's a, re- that's really cool. And it's made me kind of like, I want to know more about uh, how the Yagara, for example, see religion, like what kind of, do they, what do they follow and how are they? So like you can role play that a bit more, but now I'm doing more Jotun, having that kind of like, you know what, you don't hate these people. They're just misguided. And you can having that kind of, that moment of, and I thought that was really beautiful and it's encouraged me to like maybe try and role play a little bit more. I thought it was really nice. Well, that's the good thing about having like the, you know, obviously we're, we're doing a lot fighting the Jotun and the Druze and it, that's the good thing about having them being different in that way is it gives you yeah it gives you that just different different flavor you know because yeah if like when we're talking about the druge is exactly the opposite of everything you were talking about just there like yeah they, they, they were just <laughs> like oh you're down on the ground venom by you know oh, yeah, exactly. there's some <laughs> venom in you your suffer. face <laughs> pretty sure what's your what's your bleed count oh i've got about two minutes left oh, 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 30 never seconds mind. never mind <laughs> yeah, i don't know if I'm you go on sorry go on yeah, I was gonna say I don't think the Druze will look at Imperials and be like, "Oh, yeah, they're just misguided." I think they, I think they want to, I think they want to kill us and/or rule us, you know, and the, destroy everything yeah. we have. And 
the druge are very much wise. like druge are very much like by any means necessary is their whole thing well i was quite entertained by what andy raff said now the empire's done some atrocious things the druge are kind of trying to respect us a bit more they're kind of like i like the cut of your gym <laughs> you guys have done Told war you. crimes too yeah Told like you. it Bad guys. Told you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the I remember that was like you just hear so many people, it's like whoever's been at Empire for like more than two events, like oh, we're 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 not we're I've read some spicy accounts from Druge about what the Imperials did like a hundred years ago. That I won't repeat here because definitely found out in play. But like you read it like we have been like I was like, is it just because the player base are bad people? And then I'm like, actually no, the Imperials have been horrifying for for a, for a long time. Yeah. I blame Highgard. I blame Highgard. Everything is Highgard's fault. Maybe I got a the Yotan are right. <laughs> Maybe. Should we all just change now? <laughs> this is, I'm running for, I'm running for throne on the platform of maybe we should all be Yotan. And I think that that's a pretty good step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you to heresy right now. <laughs> I don't know, even look at E4, not E4, sorry, E3. When oh, you know it went battle. bad and um, <laughs> it was bad. Oh, it was bad. Really bad. Okay, I was bring the thick of it. We, it was, we always, we always bring this event up. Really yeah, but bad. It's, yeah, it's important that it was the Jotun that they were that we were playing though, right? Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, we got um as Jotun and and Yugara. Uh, we ended up with the Imperials in that beautiful donut. And I was there and I was um next to, to Andy Connell there and he was like, um he 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 told us all to step backwards and he was like, Right, if everybody, you know, take a few steps back, we've got an opening so they can go out. No one took it. Like none of the Imperials saw this opening. We're like, do we just keep going then? And then obviously we had that truce where, you know, they, they spoke and as Yota and Yugara, we all respected that and we stepped back and let them walk out. I'm sorry, if that were Druze, they'd all be dead. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh 100%. I just. If it took it a poison be... in the middle of it, then I'm sorry, in the middle of that. Donut. Just that, that guy with the sensor. Just running <laughs> around, swinging it over his head. You're all I, done. I, mean, um, I, did, I did wonder that because that was obviously a. Yeah, that, I mean, I think. Obviously, there must have been a little bit of health and safety, but at the same time, yeah. it was a little bit of a let's help the players out here because it's just yeah. going to be an entire like multi-nation massacre. So I, I and I did wonder. I was like, what if that was the, what if that was the Druze? You know, like it, it, uh, how it, would they justify it? It's a nightmare scenario to have to navigate. I feel like you. I feel like either you kind of go like, what we're going to do is that this is a tour for a safety. Again, I'm not battle safety i don't know how i need it but it's even like hey if you get reduced to zero hits come out of the donut lie on the floor and then you kind of like you could reduce the donut down and down and down and just the pile of corpses <laughs> kind of outside of it because i can understand like you don't want people dropping to the ground because that's like i said that's going to be actual out of character injury but being like you're on zero hits get out keep going I've not spoken to anyone who was actually inside that donut and I kind of want to get their their view of what actually happened because 
Honestly, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was it was Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Watching. <laughs> it's the Battle of the Bastards. Can you imagine being the person in the middle of that? Like at the very side of be like, what is actually happening? Like I'm just here with my massive fucking shield and my sword. Like I, where are we? Uh, is this it? I'd hate to be in the middle of that. I'm a, I'm a short guy. I'd just be terrified Jesus. of being crushed by someone six foot. Um, the only experience I've had of that is when we did the new player skirmish at E1. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, they forcibly put us in that position where we're like, right, okay, these are the bad situations you're going to be in. It's either the donut or the fight and retreat. And we were like in the donut when we when we demonstrate the donut. And that was that was also my first ever like like proper laugh the combat experience as well. So I was like, I, I fell on a guy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's a good one to start people off with. I'm glad they do it. I feel like everyone I speak to that I think I spoke to you. I think I spoke to you guys about this, and we definitely spoke to our friends who did that same like that new player brief. It's like you go and you're like, oh, I hope combat's fun. You know, it'd be interesting. And then after the new player brief, everyone comes off like, this is the best thing I've ever done, and I cannot wait to do it again. Like that kind of like fighting. Like, yeah, this was awesome. I Can't think I'm wait to do the new player brief this year just to refresh. Yeah, I do need a refresh to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm someone who talks about this a lot. I think that some sort of brief, any sort of brief, should be mandatory for mm-hmm. players every year. You know. Um, when we were speaking to uh, Jess about Law and Trust, they, they do have like a, you know, you have to go get your, like your archery, you know, certificate, I don't know if it's certificate, but yeah, you have to go do something to be like, oh yeah, I can safely fire an arrow or I can safely use a weapon or something. Um, they I know, I know that at Empire, they do have lots going on on the Friday. You can go to, but no one, you don't have to go to any of that, yeah. you know? And yeah, it might be a little bit tedious for people that's been going for a long time, but even if they just went, okay you know if you if you go to one then that's you good for the year you know and all they maybe need yeah. to sit through is just like okay these are this is this is what this is this is the code of conduct you know around about you know this is this is these are the people you need to go speak to if you want to speak about that these are the uh this is how you you know you need to go and pull you need to pull your blows by the way you know because you can <laughs> rock up to amble with a weapon that will pass weapon check and and you don't have to have anyone tell you by the way, you need to pull a blow. So, Admittedly, uh, I need to practice that. Me, Morgan, and Kerry were fighting in the travel lodge, and I <laughs> might have forgot to pull my blows there. <laughs> practice fight. Yeah. What an unpulled blow amongst friends. Yeah. I mean, obviously it happens, but the, the fact that you can just go in and no one has ever told you, you could literally just rock, you just rock up and someone go, oh, we're going to this thing the weekend. Cool. Okay, I'll buy you a ticket. Awesome. You need to make an account. Or, oh, yeah, here's a weapon. Yeah. Right, we're going to go out fighting now. And you, 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 there's nothing that yeah. there that says you have to be told. It would be easy way, enough. Blows here. It would be easy enough to do something at the monstering briefing, right? Like when you're getting monstering done, like there's no, like an out of character. Because that's basically all fully out of character. Be like, right, monsters, remember this, that, that, that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then, yeah. But then I guess, you like you say, it's wrangling the other half of the Empire on the first day when it's like you're in character fighting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, like like what you were saying, Oliver, like having that sort of thing where maybe one out of the four events, you've got to attend this specific briefing. Because, again, even if you have been going for years and years and years, it's a good opportunity to make sure everybody has heard any updates on rules. Uh, for oh, yeah. example, the recent update on the archery safety rules, it, it, it means that everybody's been able to actually... They've ticked off yet. They understand the new update. They're able to ask questions and so on. And I mean, the monstering, like you said, we get like the monstering briefs, which I had an amazing first experience 
my first monster brief was brilliant i had this this woman who was in charge of our one and she basically saw that i was a new player and looked after me and it was amazing i haven't had a brief as well as that since that point but i just remembered everything that she told me when i was monstering at the start but yeah it does make a difference i think for anyone listening pull your blows (laughs) um don't remember that there is you know remember that you're you know even if you're under a mask that's not a free license to just be an absolute douchebag uh, and also if you're a if you're a hero rather than a barbarian remember that there is someone beneath that mask yeah. like because people go i remember once i don't know if where you guys were at e1 there was um someone i won't name the nation or the person but someone um there was kind of like this line and then i saw it happening someone got their sword and brought it down on someone's shield luckily who got the shield up and there was like a crack that you heard like across the field and it would all just stop and you heard a few people go and then that person got escorted up the field. It's like if that person hadn't had that shield there, yeah. that could have gone horribly. Yeah. Um, it's crazy it, how stuff like that can happen. Yeah, because it, it, it's difficult because it's not, it's not, it's not exact math, is it? You know, it's it's not a case of going, oh, this is exactly how uh, hard you need to hit. Because the the thing is, like, it, you don't again, you don't require any training. Like a lot of us, a lot yeah. of us aren't. Um, playing with these with these LARP weapons every single every single weekend you know it might be like three or four times a year and then someone hands you like a pole arm and then you've, you've got to then account for <laughs> that yeah. leverage and things like that or i mean someone someone so, so we monster.e2 robin and they were like oh we're gonna have a little practice of how to skirmish and someone was just like oh i've just bought this hammer i like it and just went Whoosh, and like just it just always took robin off her feet it was oh, it was know. an axe it was a brand new axe the player had never used an axe before and he went oh here we go and he whacked my my lower leg so hard like that was one of the hardest hits i'd ever taken i was like what what the hell was that because and it was, was like just a long weapon right and, and obviously it's heavy awful. at the end you know so <laughs> The, the advice I was given for one-handed weapons is that your thumb and your forefinger, right, can put, like, a lot of weight, so hold it like that, but your other three fingers should be just supporting it. And if you try to hit quite hard with just your thumb and forefinger as, like, the grip, it's actually quite hard to deal up, like, a hard blow, but yeah. you can, but you're using your lower three to kind of guide it. So yeah. you have the kind of target, but you can't put a wallop in, yeah. even if you get a bit carried away, which I thought, which has been really useful for me, because, again, we've all been there, when your adrenaline's pumping and you've got a sword, you like get real excited. But well, so yeah. The, the other thing as well is because we're working on like hit points, uh, like global hits, and there's armor involved as well, and hero calls. So, uh, well, just any call, right? So you want to make sure that the person you're hitting knows that you've hit them. You know, yeah. sometimes subconsciously, you're just like. This is, uh, I'm like, right, I'm, I want this person to know I've hit them or I want them to know that I've just cleaved them, you know? So, yeah, sometimes you do go, you see, your, especially if you're, like, fighting a heavily armored uh, enemy and they've got a shield up and they've got, you know, a spear and they're just about to strike you down and you see your opportunity and you're just like, ah, I got you, you know? And you'll just, like, yeah, you will just get overexcited and just be like, oh, yeah. ding, you know? And you'll want to make sure that they, you know that you've you've got them, especially if you've got rows and rows of people and they're concentrating on you. They're concentrating on the person next to you, the people mm-hmm. behind them. And they've looked away and you're like, ha, got you, you know? And then you, you hit them, you hit them so light. They didn't even know that you hit them. So I, yeah. I think people, 
have to kind of try and pass around that as well, which is tricky, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think it's, I tell you what, um, you were talking about, um, again, let's try and bring it back to Jotuning, I guess. Um, the, it's it's the so easy to get. Uh, what's the topic today? Uh, no, is um, the, the, the fun little section on the wiki where it talks about trying to um, make your kit more like to try and adapt your kit to monster, right? And I think as um, as Dornish, we're in pretty good position for that because they're heavy armor, they favor chain mail. Um, they do like an axe, which I don't think is the most Dornish thing, but yeah. at least we have the armor down. You have, you're in the league and you have a massive pole arm. Uh, league's multiple color. So, well, I lucky because I went all red and black. So that suits the uh, Jotun perfectly. But a lot of the league have helberts, yeah. so luckily we had that that looking character. But annoyingly, helberts don't seem to get many calls with Yot. And like, oh, I'd love to have a strike down or impale. All I can do is poke. <laughs> <laughs> but spears, incidentally, do get impale or strike down and something like that. So it's a bit funny. I would always picture Yotans uh, have helberts, but it doesn't seem that they're particularly on brief. But luckily for the league, we do have a lot of pointy sticks because we like to keep people at a distance because there's so few of us. We're not like you, Dornish. We don't have the expendables. (laughs) Expendable. Well, yeah, yeah. We call we call we call them yo folk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not it's not an icy opinion. I'm a yo folk. Please don't expend me. No, no, I I, I assure you. You heard it here, everyone. Yeah, you're gonna die at the Brock next weekend. (laughs) Oh, you going to that? Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, you might you might die. <laughs> I have had yeah. so many like um people trying to convince me to, to go. Oh, and no. I had... Do it you cowards. Do it. Oh, it was um it was Angus who placed the Marion or yeah, 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 yeah. me the other day and he was like, You need to come. And he and he, he said this you big do. long thing about all this stuff. I was like, No. <laughs> we all I know is that I know, I I know, I'm with a mage who has said they will expend as much mana as they can to keep us alive. I just, I'm just, I just, I, I've said because he convinced me to go, and I've said if I die, I will kill you. Uh, but, I, but but I am, I I just, I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to fight some Valorn. Um, I'm also glad there's a lot of Dornish going there. Uh, I know some advice I was once given by someone on the field was if you see a skirmish and you're the only Dornish person, don't go because you won't come back uh, because people will not wait for you. No. Um, so I'm happy that there's quite a few Dornish going. I've got friends in the VAR. I, I am praying. Uh, <laughs> look, well, I'm, I'm, he's, I'm a virtuous guy. The last event they did, um, no one died, and it was. I think. Yeah. I think because they have to like. If if there is, if there's a, if there's a fair bit of combat at a, at a Empire player event, I think they have to like basically say high threat. But sometimes when you see the words high threat, you're just like, no, it's not that. Because I, I think a lot of the high threat ones. Because uh, I, I think in the past like two or three like no one's actually died. On them, yeah, it's you know? it's high it's high threat, low chance of death. I kind of feel like if I went though, I would get cleaved by angry Navarre because I've only started recently believing the Valon. Yeah. I do now. Yeah, but yeah, I'd probably have a cleaved leg and being sacrificed to them so they could have time to get away. 
yeah, or yeah, you just like as as the balloon comes up, Nietzsche's just just like, come on, everybody! If we don't believe in them, they can't hurt us. I don't believe in fairies. I don't believe in fairies. venom. I got told off by the finally got told off by the ambassador for the balloon. He's not the ambassador. He's not the ambassador for the Sorry. <laughs> I mean, so. the advisor, I'm just being silly. Sorry, Robin, I think you got cut off. Are you going to say something? I just said they have an ambassador. Oh, no, I thought, yeah. That yeah. would be cool, though, an ambassador to the lawn. No, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm going to Echoes of the Ancients. When this episode comes out, oh, no, it's coming out this Friday, so it will be next week, um, and then we'll do an episode afterwards, and we'll find out if I'm dead or not. Uh, I am very excited. You should. You should all. You you came to Brickelliand. You should definitely. Anyway, Yotun. Um, I mean, like go, go, going back to accusations because <laughs> when we were speaking um, to them at uh, when we were speaking to them before and everything, they, mm. they seemed to be a little bit like almost disheartened by the fact that the previous event there wasn't really any really deaths and it was meant to be a high threat, and that made me think. You're gonna make this like Ooh. super high threat, like you know, the darling. highest of threats. <laughs> All I know it. Oh, go you, on, you, yeah. You, you can you can have a very cool death because we spoke to when we um spoke to Jamie Robin, you know, what I'm about to say, like, so he gave us a story about how his first I think it was his first character died, and he was like, it, it was like a year one E1 character, um, yeah. and his character died at a player event against the Valorn, uh a week before I think I'm sure it was like a week before he won. Right. Oh or, Jesus. Or one year. So but <laughs> like this even though he's like, oh no. But the story ended up being so epic of, of how the character died um that his character was made of paragon. So Oh no, wow no, not a paragon? Exemplar Exemplar. No. Paragon? No exemplar. Exemplar. One of the two, yeah. It yeah, was, no, it was Exemplar. Anyway. Yeah. Exemplar is like, Exemplar is you were very fucking virtuous. Paragon is yeah. you've gone through the labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was absolutely like, I, I tell you what, though, because you're right, we were both there. So if you die at this player event, we will tell tales of That's how we want. saw your how face you <laughs> emerged in with the others. As That's you slowly rock no, your way. I have to put you out of your misery myself. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I um look, it's it's I uh, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. I couldn't bring myself to go. I was like, I've not put you're, all uh, this work into building a guild and then dying at a player event all, where there's nowhere to mourn me. You're all cowards. That's all oh I'm yeah, honest. I'm happy to admit I'm a coward. <laughs> I have other people to fight for me. But look at the majority of us here. I think maybe one person's made an interesting decision. Yeah, look, I was the one, to be fair, I'm the one that's given into peer pressure. Look, it's going to be fine. I'm going to have some real good stories. I've, I've, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting at the very least. Now um, back to the Jotun. Yeah, God Christ, Jotun. But I, one thing I do think <laughs> that sets the Jotun apart is they don't actually use battle magic because it's so tricksy and whatnot. Because they're all about honor and giving a straight fight in their yeah, martial prowess. Guys, yeah, they don't need, yeah. To, yeah. They don't need this, to use the dark arts to... Get involved with the filthy Eternals. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, actually, they do, but, you know... It's but it's weird. none of their, their weaknesses and whatnot. It's all about those strike-downs and I, unstoppables. I, proper I, fighting men and women. 
I know I, I'm a big I'm a I, I'm a big fan of the as much as we've kind of we've kind of discussed the Ota before and discussed them as the kind of the plainest barbarians, but I think there is something that's quite nice about it of just being like, love me war, <laughs> love me conquering, love <laughs> me ancestors, hate me imperials. But it's it's a, it is appealing. It's like it's it's plain, but it isn't because it's like it's it's that's what's that's what's appealing. But maybe it's because of that that you don't. I know I've said a couple of times, oh, they're good guys, but maybe it is because of that. As as the Imperials, you don't feel like you're fighting monsters when you're fighting them sometimes because yep. they're just like, oh, yeah, we're about honor and we want to get, you know, it's it's about dying, you know, dying honor, dying the best way possible so you can get through the labyrinth, get to Valhalla, you know, <laughs> um, whereas whereas the, the, the Druge and some of the other nations, uh, barbarian nations that use monsters and things like that and are, yep. are using that magic, it feels like you're fighting something otherworldly, you know, so you're like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I, I think that's why they maybe feel from the imperial point of view a little bit vanilla because i enjoy playing I, them but yeah i do yeah like, i prefer fighting the druge i think yeah i do think that the best uh barbarians to play if you got weak cardio as well with those lovely line <laughs> battles like, i'm just gonna stick it stay here and poke some imperials <laughs> do i have to go darting round? it's great i think there's i think it's a troubadour from house to Sendras. i don't know if we can say them on air so i won't but um who was telling? I think he was there. Who was telling us about an honor fight between the Jotun and the Imperials? I think I might be getting this wrong. Yeah, if it's worth well, his Rion, then he's he's got plenty of stories. I can't I remember. I, th- I can't remember that one right now. Because I, it might be someone else. I can't remember now. Yeah. It sounds because like something it, Rion would say. It's just because he told me so many stories, so it's like listening to it. But there's one where it was like, no, it might. I'm, I might be getting mixed up. But basically, it was Jotun said to the Imperials, "Hey, let's have a fight. Uh, see who's the best." Uh, but we'll heal in between. Like, we're not going to kill you. And they just kind of showed up. They said, we'll have another fight. And then when they came down, like, the Yotam were using their healers to get people back up. And they're sending them back. I was like, this is just, we're just going to see who's the better fighters. Yeah. And I think it is interesting to just have that kind of, like, we hate you. And the Yotam are like, we also hate you. But, like, we're, we're not we're not just evil. We're just, we're kind of here to to take your lands and be more powerful. Well, which exactly. Is, and it's a little bit more of a smarter way of... Um doing things it's, it's we'll come to an agree even though we're right in the middle of a, a fight we'll have a we'll have a bit of a you know ceasefire and we'll sort something out whereas you probably um, wouldn't get that you at least we've not been uh, turned into wanting to exterminate them like the druge we could probably one day have a peace treaty unlike the druge where we're just gonna burn everything of yours down yeah yeah i mean <sighs> it would probably that, i mean that, that's the thing i mean that, that's where the where the, the empire game it does seem a little bit like like the, like the Total War PC games, you know, where you, you the, the way you lose that those games very quickly is making too many enemies. Yeah, you know, you've yep. got to ha- you've got to have some friends. You know, if you declare a war on too many people, you lose rapidly. So I mean, the game started off with everyone except the Grendel at war with the Empire. So we kind of have been there before. We're in a better position than we were when we started, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think to be fair, we're coming probably come to an hour now. I think a good place to maybe kind of round off is if. Um, you guys have got any particularly fun battle stories or moments from fighting the Jotun that you can think of? Or playing as the Jotun. Yeah, playing as the Jotun. <laughs> or against whichever. <laughs> Robin, you've probably got better, better ones than me. I think, yeah, E1. Like, I haven't had like massively exciting monster fights. E1, I've already mentioned because it was a little bit miserable. We were in the woods. We were supposed to be skirmishing and... Yeah. We were just walking backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. There was a marsh walker 
And I was like, oh, cool, there's a monster. But the Marsh Walker didn't actually do much. It just kind of shuffled around. <laughs> and because we were so bored, like, people were trying to, like, uh, like lure it out to <laughs> the Imperials. Because the Imperials were just, like, I think it was, like, the marches and I think there was the league, some of the league there as well. And they were yeah. in, they were like in the breach and we were trying to like figure out how to move this March, Marsh Walker. Um, and so we ended up like fighting amongst ourselves on how to actually get this Marsh Walker moving <laughs> because it was being drawn to something. So it was moving very slowly, but it had like five refs around it as well. So we're like, don't get near it. Um, uh, but it, it seemed to be like, it was sort of moving. It wasn't moving towards like sound because at first everyone was like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And then after like, you know, 20 minutes, everyone just started speaking and it didn't, it didn't seem to bother. Then we were like, oh, it seems to be going towards, it seems to be going towards people that are moving. But then that wasn't it. And then people were like, oh, it's actually moving towards like fight. Every time a fight broke out, it moved towards. So then people started like pretend fighting. <laughs> so, so we were then, this is how meta this got. It's like layers, it's like Inception. We were like pretending to fight, to pretend to fight. <laughs> And then, and then <laughs> would then like just randomly think that they're going to do something, and then run in and try and uh, attack it. And then the people that pretend, pretend fighting actually started fighting with the other Agara on the other side of it. And that was the whole monster battle for us. And then we, then we, <laughs> then we went, so, sod it. And then we all just sat down, and the march walker just sat down and chilled with us. <laughs> <laughs> of it you know that's that's kind of cute just a little big wash wrong had a little settle that setting down a friend Uh, robin was a completely different part of the battle to to i was so i came back went oh i saw a monster i saw a marsh walker and oh how was that that must have been exciting i was like yeah it's all right you know (laughs) meanwhile i'm like dripping with sweat after fighting like oh that's great I think going back to EMUs, if you could join them, you'll definitely at least get some combat. I don't know. E3, you end That's up... because it was over before we got out. Yeah, it was that bad. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 E, uh, E2. E2, I can't remember much about it. We were skirmishing, weren't we, Robin? I think we were just... Again, that was a lot kind of standing around. Uh, E3. That Yeah, that was the one where I, I went out. I died like four or five times just right because I, I abandoned my unit. Um, because our, like we had these little eunuch and people were just like, I wish I'd put my hand up to like lead it. They're like, oh yeah, who wants to lead this one? And, and someone put their hand on it, like, cool. And uh, yeah, they had no idea what they were doing. So like the, the five of us were just like, actually, we just do our own thing. Our commander was like, okay, we're skirmishing. So w- when I do this, we all run in and when I run out and then, and then he just, then he just disappeared. He just went off. <laughs> so we just went off and did our own thing. So I just. I know. I adopted two new players. It was great. We actually skirmished. <laughs> so I then just ran. So I just ran up and down that large donut that was forming. And I just, I just played a game where I just, I, I tried to see how many of the nations I could fight, uh, how quickly. So I would like jump in, fight, fight a freeborn. Get a few hits in with my with my new greatsword that I bought. I went ah, and then jump out and then run up to the marches and then do that and then up to yeah up to the up to the league and then, uh, and it was over so quick. And then E4, I ran at a load of winter markers. I died and I spent the entire rest Look, of that battle. At, I'm at sorry, spawn. okay. I didn't think you'd be spent. You'd be out the whole time. I saw you die. I <laughs> didn't want to waste the. On you. I thought you would come back. Yeah, E4 was just like I just wanted to go home because it was like it was it was the Saturday at E4, so 
uh, I got put into the into the respawn, and we were like the f- like the f- I was like one of the, like the first five people to get to the respawn. Oh, that, that's uh, that going. battle, and I was like, oh, but I thought, oh, we'll get because after E three and E uh, E two, I respawn quite quickly at the start of the battle. I'm like, well, it's the start of the battle. Um, there's only five of us here. We'll respawn quickly. And then more and more people start coming, start coming, start coming until Bad we were in like, for the Imperial yeah, really. until we were like, <laughs> there was like a block. And that's the thing, because they're like, oh, no more respawns. That means it's going bad for the Empire. So yeah. I'm standing there, standing there, standing there. And at this point, I'm just like, oh, I just want to, I just want to go home at this point. Then, <laughs> then, then these Imperials <laughs> came and, and started yeah. born campus. I remember that. But there was like, oh, were you in that spot? You were you in that spawn? Yeah, bit? I was there. Yeah. So because that was that was later on. So I was in that spawn bit when there was like five of us, right? So they start when they started spawn camping, and you you knew this if you were there. There was like a hundred of us, and they were spawn camping, and there was like ten of them, you know, and and to the point where the crew had to be like, uh, it's not technically not allowed, uh, and it's not even the fact oh, that you're meta gaming. Uh, doing this, but as, if these all spawn, you're going to die. <laughs> so, I, I kind of wish the rest had just shrugged, turned around, said, Right, go on, go, <laughs> yes, a hundred orbs. Last right. five minutes of the battle, go on, go get them. Yeah, be fun. <laughs> yeah. so uh, that's all that's all of my stories from, from the entire year. L- listeners, let's play praise the LARP gods that Oliver has a better monster in year <laughs> this year. Oh, I need it. I want to join the skirmish. I want to be an actual monster. I want to be an actual, an actual monster. I want, I want to, I want to ride a land shark. I want to. I I said that's what I want to do. Have you guys heard about the sock puppet Drake? Me and Morgan (laughs) want to see them bring the Drake. I didn't put the picture up. There was there. They so they obviously dragons don't exist anymore in the Empire, but Drakes Mm -hmm. do, which are these massive fucking draconic Mm -hmm. creatures which can't fly. Uh, A few years ago, what ate the marcher Egregor? Feet first. Feet first. So, like, they were getting bitten by this dragon, and then literally, obviously, the crew inside pulled the egregore into the mouth. And That's got hilarious. Eaten. And I'm like, I want, to, I, wa- oh, I, I, will, I, I want to fight this thing. <laughs> like, just to see this massive thing, just, like, this head coming out and trying to eat people. And I saw the the, the physio product look amazing. Hopefully now we're out of post-COVID practice here, we can get into the cool, interesting monsters again. I yeah. thought <laughs> Fortune Souls, they were cool. Anyway, sorry, Robin, have you got any good battle stories? Um, yeah, well, I mean, E1, first time monstering, obviously. Uh, that is when I basically, I became a runner um, because I had no armor on, didn't really know what I was doing, and it was my job to run um, from one side of the battlefield to the other, which was great because I got to meet Andy Connell. Um, nice. Because I had to run up and give him information. And in running to him, I had to run past all the Imperial archers. Oh. I was so new to it. I didn't really know. And I was just like, just keep running. And these arrows are going all around oh, me. That's so, I'm so just metal. like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had film footage of you just doing your running action there. Oh. It's adorable. Well, I'm glad there's no film footage because my memory has a thousand arrows as oh, I run course. through it. In real life, there was maybe one. So I, 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 I'm very much picturing like a kind of like in my head, it's like you know those like like World War One things where it's like there's one running and mines are blowing up. That's very much. Yeah, that's what, what was in my head. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, no, that was um so that was great at E1. We had a lot of fun. Um 
it was very it was this very really uplifting positive environment that we had because the person that was in charge of us like she made a circle of everybody and she did special thank yous to everyone and got everyone clapping <laughs> and cheering and I was like wow this is amazing I'm so uplifted right now um you too Oh, what happened? I can't even remember. That's, why. The, that's the one we were skirmishing. That, oh, that, that yes. was so, the one. Yeah, that, I remember now. Yes. Yeah, uh, so... That caused them to brief us at E3 being like, okay, everyone needs to tone down the marcher. Stone <laughs> comedy <laughs> marcher bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So E2, yeah, like Oliver said, I ended up with, um, yeah, with a couple couple of new players with me and it was great fun and we just um yeah we we had a lot of fun taunting um the imperials uh, i can't remember anything really that that unique happening there um yeah, it was quite chill. That was a lot of sitting down i think at that e2 one and yeah. just kind of chilling yeah it was quite chilled e3 oh my gosh <laughs> e3 i love three was I my... love the kind of like oh. uh the the comparison here of all those like you know Board, sitting in the trees, probably like E1, amazing. E2, it was pretty good. E3, <laughs> whereas all the other was like forgettable mostly. Oh my God. <laughs> e, E3, though, is my first time fighting actually properly with the Jotun because. Yeah, we, we got all the Imperials into a donut. That, that was. I, I, I still feel to this point, and also I'm. I'm sorry, Wintermark. I'm pretty sure Wintermark put themselves in a donut. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, I don't know the tactic. Well. I don't know what happened. But... I, hope it wasn't, I really hope it wasn't a tactic. Uh, <laughs> I really oh. want Wintermark to just march in the field next year and just instantly get into the donut for safety. It was just like it was interesting. Um I ended up like one of the um Jotun grabbed my shoulders and pulled me in in front of them, went, go on then. And I was like, yeah, I get a fight. And I went down and having a Jotun lean down and say, stay with me was quite interesting. <laughs> so I had Jotun you stay with me on me, which was quite Incredible. cool. Um, E4 though, E4 was Rosie's last event. Oh, may, her, may her journey through the labyrinth be swift. She, yeah, I know, right? E4. The funniest thing about E4 was actually before Annie the fighting started. And this was one of these, I, I, you might've actually been there when this was happening. We were all asked by, so we're all, oh, you know, you wouldn't have been because we were all Yagara and yeah. there was, but or, or Yotun, they are in charge of us. And he asked us all to stand in rows of six. Could we do this? Like, could we? That was, that was the hardest part. It was the hardest thing. There was a row of three, a row of two, Mark a row of seven. And there was this this poor, poor Yota be like, six, no, no, six. <laughs> so he was like, you move here. And they went, okay. So then two people moved. But no, no, just one of you move. Oh, this lasted God. so long. And then we finally got into the woods and we were ready. And he was like, everybody take five steps forward. We were like, no, we only just started six. We don't know five. <laughs> and we were like, can we have a school for the Yugara, please? Could the Yotun You need to fund this? your education more, Mr. Yotun. <laughs> And then, then Rosie died. Um, we had some interesting things in the woods and on her way out, she was fighting someone and she got knocked down and she wasn't dead. She went down to the ground and this marcher came over, 
out of character I knew who it was and he knew who I was and he came over and he was like I started making a lot of jokes but I wasn't dead so I cleaved his leg <laughs> I think that's beautiful I could have reached his chest I'm not I'm not a dick so I cleaved his leg <laughs> and as I cleaved his leg someone killed me I was like this big like death scene next to him oh crap that's it that was that was rosie that's a beautiful but she's gone oh well i'm very sad that rosie's passed you've inspired me to make my uh put some effort into my jotun character well we're definitely going to be fighting jotun because i think there's like thousands of them somewhere isn't there have they not just where is it they are they're at they've literally after that after all the wins i think there's i think i think a massive force showed up uh, yeah, no, La- I need to what was it called? Lyothaven? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but but uh, allegedly, it's not done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, like sounds uh, like not done. Yeah, thousands <laughs> of Jotun showed up in one territory. So uh, we'll we'll definitely be. I'm pretty sure we'll definitely be fighting, fighting as Jotun or fighting yeah. Jotun next year and finishing off the Druid hopefully. And hopefully, I can bring back Grim, Gram, and Grom. Oh, are they your characters? Yeah, well, they're my brothers. I've got Grim, me, and two other jackdaws that I grab and grom. We were, I seem to remember Ian, you are a member of a, a, a Jotun household called uh, House de Orc. Um, that's where the Dornish EMU is from. So we're all nobles of House de Orc. Um, <laughs> I feel like I need to, need to fill out my character a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, well, thank you for that. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. Is I there anything you want to shout out before you go? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a, we have a little, um, a little, a little podcast, uh, called To Have and To Roll, where we, we do much the same as this, really, don't we, Robin? Talk yeah. about, yeah, yeah we, pre- we pretend about... that we know what we're talking about when it comes to, <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we know what we're talking about, shoot. Yeah. I mean, I call you the professional Dornish, we've got the amateur here. Uh... <laughs> we have been called the faces of Dawn, so, you know. Oh, <laughs> you, you can't. Go. You can't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, thanks very much for coming on, guys. Uh, faces of Dawn, apparently. You can't, you, you can't tell two changes the, of the faces the, of the faces Dawn. Of Dawn. You, I mean, you, just, you, you cannot do that. It's having to roll. It's Oliver and Robin. So, someone actually last year uh, came up to me and was like, oh, what are your actual names? Because we just call you the couple. You know, we say, oh, the wow. couple have posted this. The couple have posted that. Like, I like that. I like that. The I like the couple. couple. Yeah. I mean, we'd have names, but the couple's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you very much for coming on and we will see you in a field somewhere and thanks everyone for listening uh, and we'll be back next week with I don't know what yet oh we'll win yet yeah <laughs> of course thanks everyone for listening bye friends see ya bye.